Hello and welcome to Ono oh Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yes, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Madame Leota. And I'm Paul Freeze. And no, we we are Ross Blotcher. Ah, boy. You gave up the game. I did. I'm Carrie that, Poppy. That would have been a really long episode. We just speak of that slow Deuce cadence peace. the entire time. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, it's us. We're back. Yeah, and it's not Halloween, I know, but we did something spooky. Yeah, that's true. Why did they have this after Halloween? Well, I guess you can contact the dead anytime, and that's a spoiler. <laughs> we went to a seance. seance. I think this is the first seance that we've been to together for was, the show that yeah. was properly called a seance for sure have we been to another not for the show hmm not together okay because i had one with my friends heather and alicia and matt but none of us were believers really i feel all my seances have been with skeptical people you mm. just kind of for fun i mean we were open-minded about it but no one was trying to derive meaning from moments that had none so it was kind of uneventful and one time when my mom and i visited the winchester mystery house we went in there got to the seance room and they just jokingly said okay everybody we're gonna close the doors and hold hands and have a seance and my mom freaked out oh no and they're like oh we're just kidding we're not actually gonna do a seance and she said no let us out of here now Whoa. And I was in on this too, like, we're leaving. Oh my God. <laughs> so we left in a big huff. And they're like, no, 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 it's okay. You know, we're not actually going to do anything. No, no, get us you, out of you here. You even joked about it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Not cool. We're Christian. I feel like I've heard this story before, or maybe it just rings true as like what I would have done too. <laughs> so it feels like a memory. I know I might have told you because it's a fun story. Maybe. But wow. That was a close call. Phew. But no I w- kidding. I would say this investigation was my first sincere seance. Yeah. Uh, sincerance. <laughs> First sincere seance since the close scare back in Santa Cruz. <laughs> in Cincinnati. <laughs> well, how did we find out about this? Gold Star? Yeah, you found it. Okay. And said, hey. Actually, I think Drew might have found it. Sounds yeah, Drew's always typical. cruising Gold Star and Groupon yeah, for us. Yeah, Drew finding all of our investigations? <laughs> well, you said, hey, are you okay going to this? And I said, yep. And mm-hmm. you sent me a Venmo request for, it was $36.50 per person. Yeah, that's what I sent the Venmo request for, even though the ticket was 10 I'm just kidding. Oh, good. Well, even on Gold Star, which is a discount ticket service, yeah. uh, that's a, a good price. Yeah. And um, I wonder how much it was before the discount. The world will little note nor long remember how much it cost. I could call them. The site is down. And be like, hi, I already went to this thing. I just want to know how much I saved on it. But this is not to mention the $17 parking. Oh, God. Guys, don't park at Hollywood and Highland unless you are going to go to a store there, buy a stick of gum, and make them validate it. Or you will end up paying out your rear. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I punched in the address of this place... 
which was all they offered us at first. It's this giant complex in the heart of Hollywood that includes the Dolby Theater. Where the Oscars are filmed. Dave and Buster's and all of these other big businesses. The multi- Sephora. Victoria's Secret. Uh, Dave and Buster's, where Drew and I went on one of our early dates. I mentioned that. Not the dates part. Oh, though. well. Um, <laughs> of a Forever 21. A Sweet Candies. A Johnny Rockets. There's many things there. (laughs) Yeah, we could go on for a long time. A sushi store. It's directly adjacent to the Chinese theater as well. Mm -hmm. Which used to be Grauman's Chinese, then then Man's Chinese. Chinese. And now I think it's just like the AMC something. I think they still put Chinese in there somewhere. They might still say Chinese. Anyways, that told me nothing about where I needed to be. Because it's huge. At the moment, right. And so I asked you, and the website wasn't saying you called them, and they said... Oh, look for the signs, and it's going to be where the sweet candies. And I said, I see what's going on here because my good friend Abe and I had to meet in the sweet candy store in October in order to take a haunted walking tour. So I realized, oh, this is put on by the same people, and indeed it was. Uh Mm Aha. Haunted Hollywood, right? Yeah, it was fun. We got to see one of the apartments where Elizabeth Short, also known as the Black Dahlia, lived. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. All within walking distance. Yeah. Bunch of stuff within walking distance of H&H. We should mention that we got picked up for the Tony Alamo investigation right there at the Hollywood and Highland intersection. Totally. And Carrie performed Reiki on people. Oh, that's right. On the street right there on Hollywood Boulevard in front of this complex. That's right. So, uh, And historic place for many reasons but mostly our podcasting (laughs) exactly when i showed cara the map she said oh this is just touristy then it's not a real seance (laughs) i said spirits can be in hollywood too probably more spirits right yeah happening place dance with people people trying to leave people trying to leave their mark on the world Mm -hmm. dare i say So as I came up from the parking garage, there was a woman dressed in all black, and I almost passed her up. Uh, But then I looked up, and she said, oh, are you here for the seance? And she had a little sign. Yeah, she was holding up a little, go this away. Why, yes, I am. Which I would have said even if I was there for other reasons. Yes, where's the seance? (laughs) Absolutely. So she pointed me in the right direction. Do you know what else was happening that night at the Dolby Theater? I saw a lot of security. Yep, I saw men with guns. I was like, what the heck's happening here? Guns? Uh Uh-huh. What was it? It was the red carpet for Mary Poppins Returns. <gasps> and I am oh. so mad oh. that I didn't stop and wait for Dick Van Dyke to come by. Oh, my goodness. Well, wouldn't we have already been long past that? Probably. Because the doors opened at but 10. maybe he would have come out. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I'm so excited to see that film. With Arlene Silver, his at first, wife. My mom's name is Arlene. Well, you don't meet too many Arlene's. They're always stealing Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> oh, I see. You're bitter. Yeah. I was really nervous about that film and still am a little bit, but I've heard. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I've heard good things from people I respect. So. I'm seeing it 17 days from today. Yeah. You yeah. got your El Capitan tickets. Yeah. Not, oh, I need to do oh that. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm, no, I'm super excited. I'm with you. <sighs> All right. So back to our investigation. The doors opened at 10. And the seance was going to begin at 11. Mm -hmm. And uh, Carrie responded to that by saying, No shit. They don't know how Thursdays work. (laughs) Yeah. Because this was on a Thursday night. Yeah, dude. 
It's a school night. What if I have to go to school tomorrow? I also got contradictory information about when doors were. Somewhere I saw that the doors were at 930 and I had that down. Oh. And then you told me, no, no, no. Doors are at 10. Now I was like, okay, fine. And waited a little bit. Went to Sephora. Got Mm -hmm. some makeup. You know how it is. And then went to the seance. And I was wearing all black. Yeah, you were nicely adorned for a seance. Thank you. And uh, you were looking very nice. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Well, what kind of bra were you wearing at the seance? Uh, let's see. Let me think about that. Uh, probably I would go with a dark color. Oh, you mm-hmm. know what? I don't normally wear bras. Okay. So I don't think I had one on. Okay. Well, I was wearing a bra. Oh, well, that's good because I wasn't going to ask you about and it. And <laughs> it was a third love bra. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. I hear they make fantastic bras. And did you know? Oh, you heard correctly. That Ono Ross and Carey is supported in part by third love. Oh, no, I had no idea. This is completely news to me. Yeah, this works out really well, actually. Now, that's that company that's dedicated to making bras and underwear for everybody. That's right. Third Love is an industry leader with 70 sizes, including its signature half cup sizes. Half a cup. Half a cup is all you need sometimes. Sometimes you're making chocolate chip cookies. And it says... It calls for a cup of chocolate chips, but it's like, come on, let's slow the roll a little bit and add half a cup. I feel like making a cup half empty, cup half full Mm. reference, but Mm. I don't know if that's right in this situation. So I'm just going to say they've got cups from A through H and bands up to 48. Oh, pretty good. Good range. And you can find your fit fast with Third Love's online fit finder and a team of expert fit stylists who are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. It's a good time to have a fit. (laughs) And, you know, they just recently launched their most requested style. It's a cotton t-shirt bra, which sounds pretty nice, and some comfy cotton underwear. They're going to be soft. They're going to be smooth. They're going to be breathable. And you're going to want to wear them every freaking day. Breathability sounds important. You don't want to suffocate in your bra. No. No. So go to thirdlove.com slash oh no to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash ohno, O-H-N-O, for 15% off today. I think I will. Uh, So went up to the woman in front and said, I think both tickets are under my name. Can you just let my friend in when he gets here? And she thought about that, much like you just regarded your own outfit. She said, yeah, okay. So she wrote down your name and went in. She did that when I came along and she said, oh, you're with Carrie Poppy. Ah, nice. Said, yeah. And she gave me a bright green wristband. Nice. Which is always good for a seance. Oh, yeah. So did she ask you your birth year? She did. Ah, same with me. She was quizzing everybody to make sure they were 21 because she didn't want to have to check IDs. Right. So so she says that and then she has this whole spiel about how (laughs) I'm doing this so I don't have... Just as much time. (laughs) Totally. I said, I do have my ID. I could show it to you. Yeah, yeah. But no one would think I was under 21. I know. I was thinking that too. Like, I mean, maybe I could pass for five years younger, but not 14. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, went in. We got drink tickets. Complimentary cocktail. Yeah, so we're up at this point on the third floor mm-hmm. of a very large complex that mm-hmm. has maybe five floors. And it turns out that Sweet owns this venue that's next door, this he, event space. Yeah, and I was trying to figure this out because it didn't look at all like a candy shop. Oh, I should mention another important on-rack moment that happened there was the L. Ron Hubbard birthday celebration. Oh, uh, right. That, I wasn't there. That I got kicked out of and had my encounter with Lon, Lon. probably on that floor, if, uh, yeah. if not closely adjacent, and then he followed me out. Anyways, uh, this was sort of a 
a large almost gallery type space. Yeah. In fact, there were a lot of large photo prints. Uh-huh. Every other one was of a hot model. Right. Uh, loosely clothed right, or, individual. Or not an clothed. An LCI. A non-clothed individual who just happens to have her arms in such a way that you can't right. see anything revealing, but you can see the tattoo down her side. Right, right. I think so, that one was Busy Phillips. Busy Phillips? I think so. Do you know who she is? No. Oh, I think that was her. Okay. She's an actress. And then there were two naked women embracing each other. Mm-hmm. and yeah, it, These it, are all still photos, everybody. There were other photos around of other things, but the, but the women, to miss the women the stand out. N- yes, Nude women holding each other in a loving embrace right behind the, the uh, seance right. proceedings. <laughs> Indeed. There was a little open bar, or I guess not open because you had to pay for it. There was a bar, though. And they gave us all a free drink ticket yeah. as we came in. And they said, you can use this to get alcohol or water. Or... A chocolate bar. A candy bar. I I know what I'm getting. Wine. No, a salted caramel (laughs) chocolate bar. That was fantastic, but very sticky. I got a glass of white wine, which was, uh, what is it? Charles Shaw, Charles Schwab, Charles Chuck Chuck. Two buck, Two buck chuck. chuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. It one, was that. It was fine. We were milling about with everybody else. There were maybe a little over a dozen people already in there walking around. And a lot of them had devices, including Carrie Poppy. She had a device in her hands. Yes, I did. It wasn't mine, though. I had walked up to this table where a bunch of devices were laying out. Oh, that's right. Actually, that's how I found you. Mm-hmm. I I was drawn to the table. I'm looking at all of these ghost hunting devices on the table, and there's a conversation going on. And then I look up, and oh, there's Carrie, and she's already got one. <laughs> yeah, so I saw all these EMF meters and EVP recorders and other things that I couldn't identify. Yeah, infrared cameras, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So I said, oh, what's all this? And this professional ghost hunter named Linda was personing the table. Mm -hmm. And she said, "Uh, have you ever watched any ghost hunting shows? And I said, oh, definitely. Uh, And, you know, I recognize this EMF meter. Seems like we've got a broad spread here, different Mm -hmm. stuff. So she was pointing out what each thing was. And she said, but really, you should pick up whatever calls to you, whatever you feel drawn to. And so I picked up a machine that later we would find out is the K2 It has five lights on it that go from green to kind of puce to orange to yellow to red. Mm -hmm. And as you ask questions and move around, those lights will light up and maybe two of them will light up, maybe five of them will light up. The more that light up, the stronger response you're getting. Let's say I'm walking around, I'm holding it and I say, is someone here with me? And I get just a tiny bit of green. Then like there might be something, but you're getting a pretty weak signal as it were. Mm -hmm. If you walk around and you say, is there a male spirit here? And it lights up to, you know, four out of five. Okay, definitely a hit. So you can follow that trail. So I walked around feeling out the scenery, asking questions. And it seems like the indicator was just of the the strength of the response, not whether it was negative or positive. Well, (laughs) later they said that but she definitely told me if the answer was no you just probably wouldn't get anything or you'd get like a very small blip oh i see okay interesting but it does seem like it's not quite an exact science gotcha she was a woman maybe in her 50s i would think so yeah with tight curly hair she was wearing a big red sweatshirt that advertised her services i really liked her haircut 
She had an asymmetrical haircut where one side was up above her ear and the other side was down by her chin. Oh, okay. Looked real good. I looked at the table and said, oh, I have this one. That was the ghost meter you'd gotten me. And I said, oh, I've got one of these too, the little thermal detector. Oh, yeah, the dowsing rods, a nice <laughs> pendulum you've got here. Okay, some audio recorders. Ooh, thermal camera, nice. And so she's like, oh, you know your stuff. Well, <laughs> you might be interested in this one. This has a directionality to it. And it was a black plastic device. The whole thing is sort of shaped like a baobab tree. It's a you know, long, thick stem mm. and then these two mm. little things that point off on the top. And they're little translucent tubes in a Y shape at the top. Is a baobab tree what's in The Lion King? It's in Madagascar. You okay. know, those mm-hmm. really fat ones with yep. the tiny little... That's what I was picturing. Yeah. Right. And so at the top of those two, they are connected by this thin copper wire. And one of the tubes will glow a little green and the other will glow a little red. Mm-hmm. And I could never figure out how to even replicate a time that I had gotten those to light up. So I'm right. still not sure. She told me the cool thing about this is that it responds only to magnetics. It's like, okay. So I'm going around <laughs> and I'm trying to manage this chocolate bar uh-huh. and this magnetic detector and I'm waving it around. Why do you want it to respond to magnetics though? Why? Well, Because ghosts uh, are polarizing? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. You're just trying to get anything outside the range of normal human sensation, I guess. Huh. Just expand into uh, other realms of sensitivity. Magnets. How do they work? <laughs> so every now and then it would light up and I go, oh, that's cool. And then I would try the exact same motion. Uh-huh. Wait, let's step back where I was. It's not doing it again. That's important. Yeah. And then I'd try holding my phone near it and that would often get it to light up. So I thought, okay, maybe, yeah, okay. maybe I got my phone near it. So then I'd put my phone down so I could manage the chocolate bar that's now getting all over the place and on the device. <laughs> it's a big mess. Anyways, I was having fun. <laughs> So we uh, we kept kind of meeting up in the middle and maybe we'd swap our devices. I went up and got a heat map sensor. Oh, so yes. I, so you point it at, say, a wall and it will show you dark purple with a little bit of yellow splotches where a human was just standing. So there's still a little bit of a heat signature That there. was really cool. I want to buy one of those now. Yeah, those are cool. For our next ghost hunt. Yeah. Let's get one. Let's do it. And if you point it at a person, of course, you're going to get this bright yellow and orange field that looks like an aura. Looks really neat. Yeah. So the idea is if you're walking around and there's no person there, but you see an outline of a person, okay, maybe you've got a ghost. Mm -hmm. And you had a moment like that. (gasps) It was very exciting. I was walking towards the door. You said it startled you. Yeah, kind of. I was walking towards the door. I pointed it in that direction and I was like, what? Because there was just like a very clear outline of a person and then it disappeared and I was like oh my god and I looked up because I knew there were no humans there but there were two enormous gold statues that were reflecting <laughs> they look familiar light. yeah like I've seen statues like that before <laughs> they they seem to be Oscars yeah gigantic versions of Oscars yeah probably like nine feet tall mm-hmm. yeah I was like oh that might be it. <laughs> Indeed. And uh, I picked up another device when I came back. She said, you may be interested in this one that I built myself. Oh, this was pretty adorable. <laughs> so it was this maybe baton. It reminded me of, what do they call them? A sweat scraper that you used to get the water off a horse. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, horse squeegee. I think squeegee. it might have actually been that. Could have been. Some sort of blade substrate that she had attached two 9-volt batteries to. And at the top of the 9-volt batteries on either side, you had little LED lights. 
and a tiny little antenna sticking up next to each of them. And, and duct tape throughout. Oh, yeah. The thing's just been taped up with electrical tape, multiple layers. And she so proudly was like, I invented this. And I was like, I bet you did. Yeah, I believe it. If you paid for this, you shouldn't have. <laughs> well, she led off by saying that ghosts are colorblind, but I have a blue light and a red light. And if you ask a question, you can calibrate it so that they can light up either the blue light or the red light. I'm thinking, well, you just told me they're colorblind. I think I know what she meant. So I asked her about that, and she said, well, they do seem, for whatever reason, to be able to tell the difference between red and blue. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, I think she was just not very great at expressing herself, and I got the impression that she used to have some device where it would turn from color to color, so she'd say, light it up red or light it up blue, and then she realized they couldn't control that because they couldn't tell them apart. But if she had them separate, good eight inches from each other, then she could say, light up this one on the left. Oh, I see. Or say, this one's red, you know. Which takes color out of the equation. Exactly. Then it's working pretty much the same way as a pendulum. Mm -hmm. So I asked her what completes a circuit to light the LED. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, that's the mystery, right? It can be anything. And I thought, well, no, but fine. Okay, <laughs> you're you're not going to tell me what's actually going on here, but okay. <laughs> so I started walking around the building, and I had a lot of fun with this thing because you could get responses out of it. And sometimes you would touch the little antennae, and it would light up brightly, and it would stay there for a while, and so I could get a photo. Sometimes it wouldn't. It was, again, seemingly random, like <laughs> really hard to replicate things. Mm-hmm. So we both played around with it and waved it around, took photos of it for a while, and asked it questions. Yeah. I kept thinking it'd be very fun if we returned that. And she was like, okay, I have another invention. And she brings out a potato clock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time I showed it to someone, because I would run into other people, anytime someone would ask a question first of the spirits, and you've got a blue light and a red light, they would ask. Are you male or female? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did find some things out about the spirit who was near us. I asked it to light up red for girl blue for boy or both for gender non-binary and both (laughs) lit up so it's a gender non-binary ghost who doesn't like christmas i asked that and something else we learned about them doesn't like christmas yeah i asked a lot of questions i can't remember what they were anyways we uh returned those after a while because the show was beginning to start and i had a misconception i was thinking that this room with this big table in the middle was all preparatory for the actual sands. That's so funny. I thought we were going to go into a theater or something ah. because there was a woman in sort of a back section that there was the main room and then there was sort of a side room that was mostly hidden behind a wall and when you went in there there were curtains and she was guarding those curtains mm-hmm. and so I thought oh that's the next area we're going uh, in. Right. Not so. I kind of knew when we walked in just because of the setup of the table they had put some it makes sense now tea lights on it but we also haven't mentioned that there were musicians on stage playing some really fun yeah. kind of carnival style music. Man and a woman the man was on an accordion mm-hmm. the woman was singing and she looked like our friend heather Farid. she really did yep she really did hi heather so we sat down for the seance but before the proper seance would begin we would use a spirit box to contact those beyond Ooh. 
Yeah, Linda got up on stage, and so she told us all about the spirit box. We've described these devices in previous investigations. But in it, case you weren't there with us, what's a spirit box? Also known as a Frank's box, and there's various uh, names for these things, but it's a frequency skipper. It listens to the radio, but it very quickly cuts through the channels. So it goes... So you never know what fragment of a conversation or music or commercial you're going to hear, or just static, mostly static. And so she turned this thing on. It also had an LED or some sort of light readout. So it was just this brightly colored panel she was holding in her hands that made it all the more interesting and theatrical Mm -hmm. to watch. For a second, I was like... Oh, no, is this the seance? Are we just going to use this spirit box? But it wasn't. And so she lights it up and starts asking questions. Oh, is there a presence here? And it makes a bunch of staticky noise. Really loud and obnoxious, too. It's hooked up to a sound system just blaring in the room. Yeah. They and always she, do that. She had a an interesting combination of a real sense of theatricality, but also not a ton of confidence. Yes. Yeah. So she, yeah. Yeah. So she'd say, like... Okay, you know, here we go. Is there someone in the room? But then like her body language would say like, I'm uncomfortable. I don't know what's going to happen now. Right. If she didn't get a result, she'd say, oh, gosh, I guess they're shy. Uh, This never happens. (laughs) Yes, this was... uh shyer than usual behavior right, from the spirits. Unusual. So eventually she did ask what the name was and everyone yelled out together, Chris. Yeah, which is so cute because all we'd heard was like, hiss. <laughs> oh man. And but you, I, I did not hear Chris, did you? No, I did not. And I got to say, at least her lack of confidence and her lack of willingness to just quickly make something up uh-huh. at least gave me a little more confidence that in you know, her she, honesty she's waiting right she's waiting for like a real stimulus now she said who's the comedian in the room and it seems like that somewhere in this you know half hour that led up to this she had been walking around with someone and they had used some device to find out there was a comedian in the room was oh, kind of the backstory right. I attached to that yes I think you're right so then they got the Chris and I said See if it's Chris Farley. But I don't think she heard me. Aww. And so she kept asking questions of Chris. And Chris revealed that he was 47 years old. And I was like, ah, shoot. Chris Farley was 33 when he died. But maybe he'd be 47 today. Was it that long ago? <gasps> Let me look. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm on the internet. I'm Googling. I'm on Chrome. Okay, he was born in 1964, so he'd be... 54. 54. Sorry. Ow. You had also asked a question about animals, if animals could come across. Of course I did. And We gotta get this info. And I gotta say, so many times, the spirit box sounded a lot like a porpoise. <laughs> so I you thought, gotta have a porpoise. maybe there's uh, some kind of sea-bound mammal trying to reach us. That's a really solid point. I <laughs> Yeah, because she said something about reaching people. <laughs> I really cracked her off up with that. He's trying to drink tea. I don't know why he's still trying to drink tea. He should wait. That's a bad idea. <laughs> yep. She said something about contacting people. And she kept saying people. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Do we get to talk to animals? Because if I get the option to talk to animals, I'm talking to the animals. This will become a theme later. And... 
has been a theme for seven years. Yeah, right. If you don't know that about Carrie, you haven't been paying attention. So anyway, the answer was, yes, definitely. In fact, she seemed almost insulted by the question. She was like, yes. Of course, animals. And in fact, sometimes they're overwhelming. They just come to me and they want to talk to me all the time. And then her friend said, she doesn't even like to go in my house because there's so many spirits of animals in there. Okay. Well, it seemed like a kind of awkward or at least brief transition between that and the seance. Mm -hmm. I think at some point they said, well, this isn't doing too much and it's time for the seance. I think we should just do the seance. All right, everybody, take your seats. Awkward. Yeah. Then this large table in the center that you've mentioned has tea lights running down the center had a bunch of really interesting furniture around it, too. Some of these almost doom buggy-like chairs, you ended mm-hmm. up in one of those. And then some love seats and just an assortment of different chairs and couches. And I had been standing on the periphery watching this and then realized, oh, shoot, musical chairs has been played and I have no seat. Ah, uh, right. So I had to convince a couple to let me in. They were very kind. They said, oh, yeah, yeah. So they scooched over to make room for me. And nice. I turned their love seat into this awkward third <laughs> wheel some. situation. So you were across the table from me and a little down the table as well. I was at the southwest corner of the table. Oh, the directionality will become important. <laughs> and I was sitting next to a guy, we'll call him Jack, who was uh, our age, maybe a tiny bit younger. Hmm. I talked to him for a little bit. Very nice fella. And you were almost on the opposite end of the head of the table, uh-huh, facing exactly. roughly east, which is where... No, I was facing... North. You were facing north. He was on the east end of the table. Talking about the seance leader. Ah, yes. Our fine seance leader, Zachariah Griffin. Now that we've confused you on all the directions, just know that (laughs) this is a very long table and he was at the head of the table. And you were on the north side of the table. And he said a very nice prayer over our meal. Nope. That's not true. Am I misremembering this? That is a lie. And he is a tall individual mm-hmm. wearing a... He is 6'2". You know how I know that? Because you've been cyber-stalking him? He has a model mayhem profile. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. He's a very handsome man. Yeah, he is. We've been looking through his Instagram. He posts a lot of pictures. He's a very hey, active why not, person. I say. He plays the piano he, very pretty nicely. Pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And sings very well. Yeah. He was wearing a turban. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Very tightly wrapped to his head, just above his brow ridge, came Mm -hmm. down very low and formed a tight lump on top of his head. Mm -hmm. And then he was wearing eye makeup as well. Mm -hmm. And He he was, uh, as far as I could tell, a Caucasian gentleman, probably in what, like his late 20s? That sounds right. Yes. He had very strong features. I noticed he had a, a very long philtrum, that space between the bottom of the nose and the top of the lip. Uh And a very prominent jaw. It was all working for him. Yeah, a captivating figure. Mm -hmm. Definitely commands your attention. Yep. They were taking pictures of him earlier, and I thought, oh, this must be our seance guy. Oh, uh uh-huh. He uh, has like a Johnny Depp quality without looking anything like Johnny Depp. Oh, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, he started the proceedings. He was also dressed all in black Mm -hmm. and had a medallion Mm -hmm. or two or three hanging down and then jewelry as well. He had these little stars that were stamped next to his eye, and I was like, I recognize that tattoo stamp. That is from Sephora, and it's $10. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Hope you got validation. Oh, I hope so. Sephora's expensive, and you should not have to pay to park there. $17. $17. 
But before Zechariah would lead us all, we got a quick short introduction from a man who represents Hollywood's Haunted, which is the organization that put on this event. Oh, right. Uh, his name's Patrick. I think he must be one of the co-owners because the only two events I've gone to with Hollywood Haunted, he has one, answered the phone, and two, led the event. Oh. Yeah, but he's a real young guy. He is Hollywood Haunted. I, he might be. He might be. But he's he's a really good tour guide. I like Patrick a lot. Nice. So he introduced Zachariah and Zachariah said, all right, you know, let's get into it. Uh, who here has been to a seance before? And you, myself, and maybe one other person raised I actually hand? didn't raise my hand. I forgot that I had done the one with my friends, Heather and Alicia and Matt. And so I thought, no, you know, that's amazing. I don't think I have. And then I looked at you and you raised your hand and I thought, oh, I must have. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way Ross did this without me. So he counted three raised hands. So at least four of us had had experiences before with seances. He also reminded us all that we were supposed to have brought items that belong to our dearly departed. Yeah, this was news to me. Yeah, I didn't see that anywhere in any of the invitations. And it was never called upon in the entire evening. And no one put anything on the table that suggested, aha, this belonged to grandma. Nope. Nope. But he said, you know, don't be scared. You know, sometimes people are nervous about the unknown, but just come with an open heart. Yeah, one person raised their hand and said they were nervous. He said, oh, you don't need to be. In fact, that that won't help if you come into this nervous. It'll mess up the energy. You will have a bad experience. So uh, the important thing is to be aware of your surroundings. And never break the chain. Never break the chain. Because we're all going to sit around the table holding hands. Mm -hmm. And if you let go of one of those hands... Oh, oh boy, you have broken the circle of safety. You might get a hitchhiking ghost who will attach themselves to you. You don't want to leave with a hitchhiker. I don't say this all to scare you, but do not break the chain. But of course, all I can think of when he mentions a hitchhiking ghost is the end of the Haunted Mansion of ride. Of course. <laughs> so I'm picturing one of those guys. Me I, too. I kind of want him. He's got, yeah, a, he's got a suitcase and the- Oh, yep. The, that one's me. <laughs> the little uh, top hat. Yep. Natalie and Abe and I tried to be the hitchhiking ghosts for Halloween a couple years ago, and you're describing me. I was. So they thanked Linda, mm-hmm. and Zachariah sat down at the daddy end of the table. And we were warned not to take any photos mm-hmm. unless we had traditional cameras. Right. But for reasons that will become obvious, we wouldn't have been able to take photos anyway. Yeah. Yeah, he said no flash photos, of course, and it's going to be very dark. So. Put those cameras on. Oh, al- yeah, but also how would we do it without breaking the chain? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Our hands are a little busy. And no cell huh. phones. That's it. He wanted us right. to put our cell phones away, turn them off, put them on silent airplane or airplane mode. mode. Don't need them making noises. Right. That seemed to be the big issue was you don't want them to make noise. Though They could have used some random noises in yeah, this seance. That is true. Hello, Maximum Fun. I am Oliver Wong, scholar, journalist, DJ, etc. And I'm Morgan Rold. I'm a music supervisor who loves stilettos. We host Heat Rocks, a music podcast where we talk to influential artists and scholars about the albums that changed their lives. On our most recent episode, we had the chance to talk with none other than R&B legend Macy Gray mm. about one of her favorite albums, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by <laughs> Yeezy. 
We get deep talking about everything from Kanye's college dropout days all the way up to his most recent shenanigans. I just think it's weak, and I don't think he has to do that, and, and I was just disappointed. So make sure you, dear listener, are subscribed because you definitely do not want to miss this conversation. Hate rocks every Thursday right here on Maximum Fun. There were 16 of us around the table, not including Zachariah. Eight women, eight men. thought that was interesting. That's nice. But then including Zachariah in the entire room, because there was still the musician and the other hosts and other people. Linda, her friend. There were 30 people total that I counted in the room. Including Micah the Magician, a magician from the Magic Castle. Oh, I didn't recognize I didn't realize it till after looking at Instagram. Nice. So he started telling us about kind of how energies work and how the EMF meters pick up the presence of the spirits. And he mentioned that Linda had pumped a bunch of EMF into the room before we all got there. Hmm. And then he said that it gave him a headache, so he had to leave for a bit. Oh, right. He's like, oh, there's so much going on here. Okay, A, how would that give you a headache? B, (laughs) why did you pump this into the air? If your whole thing is finding EMFs, aren't you just adding a bunch of noise to the signal now? Maybe it draws spirits like... Moths to a flame? Yes. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's like putting tape in dust to pick it up. It's not like electromagnetic fields just kind of residually hang out for Mm -hmm. a long time. Nope. They dissipate right away. So, yeah, I'm not sure what that was all about. Strange. So he asked us if we were going to promise to tell our friends about this no matter what happens, <laughs> even if it's a bad experience, and I thought, you I got it. You bet. <laughs> no We're going to tell all of our closest friends all about it. <laughs> so we got comfortable. We inhaled through our noses, exhaled through our mouths. <sighs> yeah, it started out like a nice meditation. I was digging yeah. this. Yeah. And we were supposed to feel <sighs> gratitude for the people of the past. Thank you. Keep them next to you in your mind. And then we uh, went ahead and started holding hands, mm-hmm. and we would not be releasing those hands for a good, what, 40 minutes? Almost a solid hour. Okay. Yeah. And it, we didn't really get warning that that was about to happen, so like we grab hands, and he's like, don't let go at any time, and immediately, of course, my face started oh, itching. Oh, no. It took me maybe 15 minutes before I even thought about that, like, what if someone has a nose itch? Oh, no, don't think about that. You're going to, oh, shoot. Oh, it's going to be itchy right now. Oh, no. <laughs> And then, I don't know, whenever I'm holding strangers' hands, which used to happen all the time in church, uh-huh. and doesn't happen as much these days, but you just start thinking about the dynamics of, oh, what is this other person thinking of my uh-huh. hand? I hope uh-huh. I'm you know, holding it firmly, but not too firmly. And then after a while, if you're holding a hand that long, like your senses start to turn off and reset, and then you're not sure, oh, am I clenching that person's hand or uh-huh. not? I'm not sure. Wow, that's a lot of self-consciousness about your hand. I think about it. Now, do you also think, oh, this person's hand is small, and are, mm-hmm. you, are you doing all the things that you worry they're doing to you? Like analyzing their hands, thinking about how strong it is, et cetera? No, that's all. The only uh-huh. criticism is on me. Uh-huh. They're free to do whatever they want, <laughs> right? and I'm fine with it. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want to burden them. Right. That sounds like most people think everybody's looking at me, but right. spend no time looking at anybody else. Of course. Yeah. You are the only person who cares what you look like. Right. Right. Unless you're a woman on Instagram. <laughs> then probably. Everybody cares. <laughs> probably everybody. Fair. So don't break hold and dim hands. Then he said, 
so which way is east? And like two or three of us point to east and he's like, got it. And then he moved like definitely not to where we were pointing. He moved to like northeast, but like a good 30 degrees off. All right. It was just kind of funny because he had asked. But, mm-hmm. Okay, great. Got this input doing the opposite. But so he went up there, faced toward the northeast. And we'll, we'll say east because he was calling it east. Fine. And said, eagle, breath of fire, light of my people and ancestors, all that are good, a big like sort of prayer. All that are good and peaceful and, and of, of the, the medicine. medicine. Of the medicine. The medicine. The medicine. The, yeah. <laughs> That's, wait a minute. That makes me think of Rhythmia. No, okay. Okay. Did yeah. it not make you think of No, it just made Ayahuasca? me think, what does he mean? What, it, what are people of the medicine? What? Spirits oh, of the medicine? I was immediately like, did this guy do ayahuasca? Is that what he means by medicine? Is he on the tincture? It is as strong or stronger. So he welcomed all the spirits of the east, and then he walked to the other side of the table and welcomed the spirits of the south, water, the wolf clan, lifeblood, origins of our people, all the ancestors of the south. Yes. And then, of course, the West, which is where the bears are. The bear clans in the West. Did you know that? Well, now I do. I did not know that before. Me neither. Also, the dark places and the ending of life. Yeah, That yikes. sounded sinister. Yikes. It's very left-handed. And that's where the ancestors that journey alone are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all that are of the medicine. And he said the Scientology line, all are welcome. My fave. And then he went to the North which is where the great spirit is. And he said something along the lines of power of light and purity and reincarnation. Right. The beginning, let it flow, join us, Father Sky, watch over us. Oh, yeah, that that was when he was then talking to above. So he'd gotten the the cardinal directions on the the map, but then he also looked up and thanked the Father in the sky. And Mother Earth. Below us. Yeah, right. so that so we had uh, six degrees of acknowledgement Separation. yeah, hmm. of Kevin Bacon. So we had to visualize Mother Earth's heart, and that would help ground That was us. nice. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed visualizing. I had this giant green beating heart uh-huh. down below my feet. Totally. That was kind of fun. I saw like the mole trails and all the creatures who would live like between oh. the ground and the inner earth making their little burrows. I know they wouldn't actually get that far, but in my head, they went like all the way to the core. That reminds me of my ayahuasca experience. I had a lot of time down in burrows Ah. under the ground. Ah, nice. See the medicine. (laughs) And then we would begin. So first, Zachariah would call to the spirits and ask them to give us a sign that they're here. Yes. and, And ask for them to maybe tweak with the lights, make a sound, invite it all kinds of ways they could yeah, knock on the wall, make something fall over. Yeah. We'll take anything really. I, then he mentioned maybe a tingling sensation. Yeah, or a cool breeze. Yeah, so <clears throat> Just as we no- are listening. As nothing is happening, he's giving more suggestions. You could also do this, or maybe you could do that. Maybe tap someone on the shoulder. Maybe just give us goosebumps. Bumps. And this would have been a great time 
if you were going to rig this in any way. Uh, to I was tempted to kick the table. Really? Just yeah. to give us some... Yep. Look, and you're you're the one trying to uh, be critical about this. <laughs> At least what? critically minded. And here you're thinking of uh, well, ways I didn't do it. that you can gain this. But still, that tells you something. It I tells you something. I think it does. I mean, I... <laughs> if you were tempted to say, you know, let's get something... I'm sure there yeah. are others who get that same sensation, like, ooh, sure. I could manufacture a sound. Oh, and might not withhold the urge. Right. But ah. it didn't happen. It didn't happen. So I, Everyone was being very honest. No kudos, one was pushing that Ouija planchette. Kudos to them for that. Later on, I think it was, he encouraged one of the spirits to mess with the lights uh-huh. and kind of flicker them. But they're little electric tea lights. That already have a built-in little flicker to look more natural. Yeah, they're programmed. <laughs> it's not going to happen. There's no gust of air that's going to right. dim the electric tea light. He did, though, say, I think maybe, does anyone feel something at the other end of the table? And Jack next to me was like, I don't know. And then Zachariah looked at me and said, what about you? And I was like, oh, you know, maybe a cool breeze, which I did feel. I could feel a breeze across my knees, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't scary. It wasn't out of the ordinary. The dang air conditioning was on. Yeah, I'd been feeling a cool breeze from my right-hand side since the beginning. Oh, over near me. (laughs) Yes, right. Uh, Same direction. Go figure. I looked up and noticed that Jack and I were sitting very close to an air conditioning vent, and the rest of the table was not so close to an air conditioning vent. I have to ask, how much time did you spend with your eyes closed during the seance? Oh, um, hmm, maybe 20%. Okay, because at it's the beginning, open. they asked us to close our eyes and never told us to open them. Yeah, but then he was making eye contact with people and... So it became clear that, like, we could have them open. Yeah, I always felt like I was somehow cheating if I was opening my eyes and looking uh-huh. around. So I'd say but I spent... His eyes were open. They were, but he's guiding this whole he's thing. He's Zachariah. And he has spiritual powers. So I would say maybe two-thirds of the time I had my eyes closed. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I think I saw you doing that. I think you were kind of the only one. All right. <laughs> I think everybody else had them open by then. Fair enough. He did say something like, okay, you've shown us that you're here... But but give us a sign of something that needs to be acknowledged. A lot of awkward silences here. Mm-hmm. Also, I didn't really feel like they had let themselves be known, but okay. Definitely, I didn't feel that had been proved or established just yet. But one thing that was interesting about the seance that I didn't expect, but then made sense, was that the seance wouldn't depend on everybody at the table seeing or hearing something. It was kind of a mashup between a seance and a channeling session. Hmm. So Zachariah mm-hmm. would say, oh, I'm feeling something. Oh, like I definitely feel something to my left. And then we would all be like, okay, something's here. And it was also a mashup with a ghost hunting show because uh-huh. Linda was skirting the outside with her... Gadgets? Yeah, especially the thermal camera uh-huh. and pointing it everywhere and saying, two bogeys coming in from the left. She wouldn't say bogeys, but you know, I right. sense there's three of them over behind you. Uh-huh. Oh, we got four over on this side. Rapid temperature change. Drop 10 degrees right here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she would make so much of these temperature fluctuations. And I was just like, oh, girl, come on. Like, she'd point it, you know, Zachariah's left side and say, oh, my gosh, on your left side, it's dropping from 75 to 69. Oh, my God. And I'm thinking, A, the air conditioning's on. <laughs> B, like, the thermal thermometer is averaging out a bunch of data in real time. 
<laughs> like, of course, you're going to get fluctuations, yeah. girl. Yeah. We got to talk about this tech, hun. But it added some good theatrics to the yeah. proceedings. It would have been pretty boring without her Yeah, no, really it's true. excited exclamations. It also had an effect of like jumping from him to her to him to her that feels like validation, even though neither of them is really giving you anything. Yes. Yeah. And which is... fairly effective, I think, yeah. based on other people's reactions. Mm-hmm. So... No one was really saying anything, so he asked, well, do we have any questions for the dead? Mm-hmm. It's what we're here for. Don't be shy. Worst that can happen is nothing. <laughs> I love that. The worst that could happen is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. So Jack, to my left, he said, I, I don't know her first name, but I know her last name. It's Sapellis. I thought maybe it was like an old school teacher or something. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm not sure what my question is, but. Okay. I'm like, why is this guy even speaking? He has no, he doesn't know quite who this is and he doesn't, he's not sure what <laughs> I've to heard this ask last her. Name before. Okay. So the narrative I made up in my head to fill in these gaps was it's his old school teacher and he just wanted to hear from her, but he doesn't have like a specific question. And now he's being called on to give a specific question. Well, then why even pick her? Okay, so this is how I think of it. If you ask me, what figure from history would you want to have to dinner? And I said, Mark Twain. And you said, well, what would you ask him? You know, it'd be like, okay, uh, you know, I might have to sit there and think of some questions because what I really want is to sit there with Mark Twain and him to just say shit at me. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think it's kind of like that. Hmm. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Then finally came up with a question. It was, am I going the right way? And that gave Zachariah goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And that was taken as confirmation that she's there. And then Linda jumps in. Oh, I just saw a temperature shift right next to him. It went from 76 down to 71. Oh, my God. How can this happen? In this air-conditioned room, how on earth did we drop five degrees so, over here somewhere? So the guy didn't get any answer, but the medium had goosebumps. And there was a weather report, local weather report. <laughs> <laughs> We very, got some goosebumps. We got some weather. Yeah, for sure. Very localized weather report. And that, that was essentially like, hey, at least you got confirmation of something happening. Right. She's here. So we go into some more dead space. So And you ask the next yeah, question. I want to fill the s- silence. So I say, has Jerry found companionship? And uh, Zachariah asks, oh, and what is your name? Ross. Okay. So he sort of repeats the question. And I was thinking of my friend Jerry Buchanan, Mm -hmm. who I knew from CFI. He passed away a few years back. Very sweet guy. He was a non-believer, but he liked to pray. Ah, same. And he was very involved at the Unitarian Church. Anyways, miss him. He was a good friend. And I just remember him once telling me that he didn't have companionship in his life, but he just didn't even think anybody would want to be with him. So it wasn't something he even tried to attain. Yeah, I just remember that making me feel so sad for him. So I was wanting to know, has he found companionship and the afterlife? And Zachariah waited for a while and said, sorry, not getting anything. (laughs) But thank you for your question. So yeah, this is a double-edged sword because on the one hand, it's like, all right, cool. He's not just going to spout anything at anyone. On the other hand, that was a bummer. Sure. But, you know, if anything, I do respect that he's not just going to make something up if he's not feeling it. Yeah. Unless... This is more cynical, but unless he's just setting up a pattern. Yeah, building reliability by not giving everybody everything they want. Right. So that when he does have a positive response, then it means more. It's like the person who never shares their approval when they finally do. Oh, yeah. It's a big deal. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I got nothing. So then there was a question for Gabriella. 
Mm-hmm. Not, I'm saying it like I know Gabriella. I don't. But <laughs> you yes. all know Gabriella. <laughs> Someone there had known a Gabriella who had passed, and they asked, "Are you happy now?" And Zachariah said, "Okay, Gabriella, are you present with us? And are you happy?" And he could feel her. She was to his right. He knew that because it got cold there. Ten degrees temperature change to your right. Whoa. That's amazing. Though if it got colder, does that mean she's happier? I know. I keep thinking that too. Like, also, we're supposed to see apparitions in yellow. Yellow suggests higher heat. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I I think this time she was just using the temperature gun and not the thermal camera. Sure, but I'm just saying that suggests that, okay, apparitions and ghosts bring a heat signature, not cold. Oh, right. Interesting. Oh, that's a good point. We're kind of having it both ways. Though I don't know how she was reading the screen, so maybe she was seeing darker spots as being the ghosts. But she told me, like, when you're looking for apparitions, look for something that looks yellow like a human being, but there isn't one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Conflicting. Oh, wow. Good point. Just a little bit of anomaly hunting Mm -hmm. here. But he said, maybe Gabriella could tap the wall or make the lights change so we know she's here. And guess if she did that? She did not. She did not. It would have been hard in this room to fake things, at least in the way you think of traditionally in seances, where you have people wearing all black and carrying Mm -hmm. rods and floating things. It wasn't dark enough for that. Totally. Yeah, you would have seen all of it. But don't worry, she was there. Zachariah confirmed she was there. This is exciting for Mm -hmm. her. He said, it's exciting. You have no idea. And his voice quavered a bit like that. And then he he apologized. Oh, I'm sorry for being emotional. Next question was for Ohanas. Do you have any regrets? Oh, boy. Did the temperature go crazy after that one? It went from 71 to 85. Oh, boy. And Linda said to Zachariah, I can see it. I can see the temperature going crazy. And Zachariah said, I know. I know. And he would start <laughs> doing this more and more. Where yeah. Every time she'd say yes. there was something next to him, he'd be like, I know. I know. Uh, sometimes almost exasperated. Uh-huh. Th- there are three coming in behind. Yes, I, I see know. them. I, s- I know. Hold on. I'm trying to But it wasn't clear from here. that if he wanted her to stop, which I doubt he did because it came off as confirmation. Yes. But I think it was like, well, shit, if there is one, I need to act like I need I to own that. this information. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I totally got that vibe from him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, 71 to 85. Yeah, that's that's pretty drastic there. And a, and a cold front coming in from the spirits of the South. <laughs> so then Linda said there is a full body apparition to Zachariah's right. I know. I would have liked to see. Turn that camera around to show us. Would have been like uh, Princess Leia and Han Solo. I love you. He'd say, I know. <laughs> exactly. So we did get an answer from Ohanas. He does regret He has a lot of pain, a lot of emotion, bad feeling on the left side of his face. And then Zachariah said, I don't understand it. Sorry. So then we just moved on. Yeah. And then he said, poor woman. He's like, oh, my loved one carries deep regrets even in the afterlife. Okay. Yep. We made that connection. Okay. Get out of here. (laughs) Next one. I've got someone named Melinda. Does anybody know Melinda? I know I know Anyone? that sounds like I'm just fishing, but I'm hearing the name Melinda. So at least he, he said, acknowledged that well, it sounded like a carnival trick. Well, he said, I'm not trying to be vague. I mean someone literally with the name Melinda. Now, I know a Melinda, but I'm thinking she's not dead. So like just waiting for anybody. Nobody seems to even know a Melinda. So I said, I, I know a Melinda. And he was like, okay. And <laughs> That's a relationship to you. <laughs> so, well, 
Melinda is my ex-boyfriend Evan's current girlfriend. And I'm friends with both of them. Okay. You know, in the casual sense. But, like, that's a weird connection. Sure. So he's like, and is she living? And I said, yeah, yeah, she's alive. He's like, oh, no, this is someone who's dead. And then just goes back to silence. And I was thinking, like, dude, I threw you a bone. You could be like, okay, it's someone connected to Melinda. Did she experience a lot? No. Yeah. And again, you don't know whether to criticize that he doesn't know how to play up those little connections. Right. Or be like, well, good job. You're being honest. Exactly. So we'll, we'll do the latter. Good job. You're being honest. <laughs> and so, uh, Well, uh, we'll probably vacillate between the two, but yes. So after some more awkward silence, he said, sorry, Melinda, you can leave now. Yeah. <laughs> Dismissed her. Bye-bye. So someone at the table wanted to talk to a Deborah Newman. Mm-hmm. And he... Asked whether she was proud of him. Mm-hmm. And Sakurai had a response pretty fast. Yeah, it was like, uh, with what you were given, yes. Sounds kind of like an eight ball, but sure. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't reach out to any specifics that could be kind of right. shot down. Right. It was just, ah, uh, yeah, with what you've been given, yes. Yeah, All that right. what seems does that mean? very calculated. Because if you just said, of course, you're super successful. Then, you know, you could be like, well, I don't know. I'm not oh, yeah, and really he, where I want to be. In he my told him that you've or, exceeded expectations. Yeah, that, that could mean anything. It could mean anything. But it seemed to bring some comfort to that guy. So good. Linda reporting in. There's a strong presence to your right. And he says, I know. And then he's asking for questions and not getting any from the table right now. So he turns to someone who's leaning against the wall and he says, hey, you. Someone who's not even in the circle. You against the wall with the glasses in the corner. Is there someone you were thinking of when you came here? They're on your left. What's your question? And this person's like, uh, I, gee, uh, um, okay. Uh, if you, if you haven't thought of someone by now, where's your head at? But they weren't in the circle. So they didn't expect this to happen. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that was the first person from outside the circle who'd been included. But after that, a a lot of the people around the edge of the room were I think they were like, I might get called on. Maybe. So I better think of somebody who's dead. So he had a question uh, for a loved one asking if uh, she was at peace. Mm -hmm. These questions all feel very related. Either are you comfortable? Are you happy? Are you at peace? Do you have regrets? Yeah. Or are you proud of me? Did I do okay? Yep. That usually seems to be the question. Yeah. It's like, wow, I, est- I established a link with someone who's died. I want to know about me if I should feel okay about myself. Right, right. And very rarely, where did you leave the lottery ticket that I know you said you wanted me to cash in, but I can't <laughs> seem to find it anywhere under your bed? <laughs> exactly. So then someone asked their past loved one named Sean if he felt like his father is proud of him now. And then there was a huge temperature fluctuation. And Zachariah was very clever about this one. He said, well, I think you should feel the answer. What do you What do you think? <laughs> and I think that made sense because that is a situation where it's like, uh, if I say yes and this person was like a real ne'er-do-well, that yeah. could be suspicious. 
This is a tricky game for a psychic because, yeah, yeah, people ask properly vague questions. Mm -hmm. Then you could be really offending them if you don't understand the situation Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. You know, someone could have died in a very tragic way and you could be belittling it. Yeah. And some psychics. Or you could uh, ruin your own credibility if you say something that just doesn't seem at all likely. Right. And I feel most psychics I've encountered are a little more bold with their responses. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I feel Zechariah was more circumspect. Yeah, more conservative. So he said, well, what do you think? And he said, I think he knows it now. And then Zechariah said, yes, there's nothing holding him back now. All right. Then he got an image of a motorcycle. Yeah, brown. uh, What was this? It's like not a Harley, but it's a cruiser motorcycle. It has a 750 on it. Nobody responds to that. That was so specific. I was like, what? This is a strange thing to throw out there. No wonder he's remaining circumspect because Melinda got shot down. Oh, yeah. Motorcycle got shot down. He's trying. He's trying. Throwing out those random things. You got to say M name instead of Melinda. You got to not list a number on the Harley. I mean, but the more specific you are, the better a hit it is if if it it connects. So, yeah, yeah, if somebody just happened to have that motorcycle, their dad had left them sitting out back. And that's it, brother. They would have been so impressed. Nope, didn't happen. So then we all took another deep breath. Mm-hmm. We're centering ourselves again, surrounding ourselves with love and protection. And then, guess what happened? Ooh. Oh, yeah, this is uh, when all the full-body apparitions showed up. The room was flooded, Ross, flooded with entities that lined up behind Zachariah in a long line. There were probably 10 of them just standing there, dark figures behind his chair. And could we see them? Nope. No, but Linda could with her little heat thermometer. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. Then, okay, who has a question? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that wore off pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> it's like all this drama, of this long line of spirits. Yeah, there's a stack of of ghosts behind me. But, well, anyway, do you have a question? Is somebody at peace? The thought I got is that, oh, we've got a bunch of new arrivals, and they're all intended for you, so here's mm-hmm. your chance to mm-hmm. call out questions from your loved ones because they're probably waiting to talk to you. Uh, uh, everybody call teams. <laughs> so someone had a question for someone named Alex. Oh, is this the one where they asked, what happened? Yeah, it was very vague. What happened? Oh, they- which, yeah, I thought, oh, good job. Yeah. If you're trying to, I don't know, trip somebody up or at least make them show their ability. Yeah, test a little bit. Yeah, you can say, what happened? Boy, we could be talking about any kind Anything. of situation. What happened with your death? What happened right. with... Uh, your marriage. Right. Uh, right. What happened with the treasure that we buried yeah. under I the mean, tree? And even if we're just talking about death, let's say it's someone who went missing... Okay, mm-hmm. well, that rules out several kinds of death, so you could still get it wrong, you know? But yeah. if it's someone who died next to you and the cause was just unexplained. Or is okay, it Amelia Earhart and they're trying to solve yeah. that? Yeah, totally. What happened? So, you won't believe this, Ross, <laughs> but the temperature dropped Wait. severely from 72 to 61 and Zachariah saw something toward the, the ceiling. ceiling. Right. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. And that was it. That was the answer. <laughs> what happened? Oh, the temperature dropped. Yeah, definitely got a sign, but uh, no answer for you. He said, okay, I'm, I'm sorry you got no answer, but definitely got more activity now, which, you know, is confirmation. And we got some strong K2 activity around then. Linda had left one of those K2 machines on the table 
And every now and then it would just sort uh-huh. of light up a bit. And- As it do. So then someone asked their grandma if they were doing the right thing. And the K2 went all the way up. So apparently that was a yes. There you go. That's and- your validation. Yeah. And then Zachariah was like, yeah, it's kind of like a dumb moment. But yeah, <laughs> there's your validation. And with the equipment. So you're, whatever you're doing, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Are you a murderer? That's fine. <laughs> you're doing the right thing. So, oh, yeah. And then she, Linda was also, again, verifying there's still those 10 people behind you. I can see them with the thing. So we still got a whole bunch of ghosts in this room. It's interesting. Everybody always seems to want to know from the afterlife about what their antecedents are up to. Their, uh-huh. their parents, their grandparents. Yeah. I know. I always think this too. Go ahead. Y- yeah. The directionality faces up the family tree of interest. I want to know what those people came before me thought, what their expectations are, whether they're proud of me. So sometime after you die and get your validation and see the people before you, I guess suddenly you become very interested in your children and grandchildren. I thought you were going to say... No one asks just like, can I talk to Bin Laden? Okay, did we handle this in a just way? You know, which I would be more interested in talking to those people, like oh, some famous people from history. That too. And Toomey, but we'll get there. But I never hear people saying, oh, I can't wait to cross over so I can keep an eye on my grandchildren. <laughs> the, the, they're busy wondering. I feel like I'll be more connected to my grandchildren when I'm dead. <laughs> right. They instead are looking up the family tree, you know. Uh-huh, yeah. All the question goes that way. So at some oh, point, yeah, it has to regress. has to flip back down, right? Because right. you have to go talk to some psychic with a turban and tell them how right. proud you are of your grandchild. Uh, and if by psychic with a turban, you mean this white man in Hollywood. Indeed. You're not making fun of people who wear turbans. I just don't want you to get a oh, bunch of email. Yeah, I am referring to the specific man in yes, the specific yes. venue, yes. So then now he's kind of desperate for people to ask questions because they're slowing down. And so he's calling on people. He's like, you over there, sorry, I don't know names. You with the beard. Uh, you, you got a question. <laughs> right. No. But one woman did have a question. She asked if... A man, I think named Johannes, uh, misses his grandchildren. Right. And what was his answer on that one? They'll be fine. And he was like, this is something I hear a lot. There's not much to miss on the other side. They're happy. This is a tricky one when you want to know if someone misses you. Mm. So like maybe you want to be reassured that they're happy and fine, but maybe you also want to be reassured that you mattered to them. Right. That's tough. So Zechariah just took the tact of saying, uh, it's not really motivation that people have right. when Missing they cross isn't over. So much a thing. Fair enough. But don't worry, it's not you. That's just how it is. I think that there was like another question the person had, but quickly it was interrupted because a dark presence had just shown up. Yes, a dark figure to Zachariah's left. Like a tall, thin, a gaunt tall, thin ghost. Man, I was immediately picturing Slender Man. And all oh, okay. And all of a sudden Zachariah very forcefully said, like, okay, you can fuck off. Yeah. And Ross is pointing to his side, just as Zechariah did. What is your name? Forcefully telling Stop him, Stop touching me. Go away. Thin man, go away. Yeah, a little, little bit of theatrics there. That was, yeah. that was pretty wild. And the guy didn't immediately go away. Yeah, there, there was a little wow. bit of a heated exchange there between Zechariah and the heir. <laughs> or the apparition. <laughs> or the apparition. Wait, hold on a second, Carrie. I'm, Are you sensing something? Yeah, I'm getting a message from beyond. Oh. It's... Wait a second. It's, it's right behind you. Okay. There's just one of them. This and is creepy. I'm seeing the letter J. The so, letter J. Okay, let me think about this. Well, yeah, I know many Justins, Jasons, n- Janes. No, no. I do have you, a friend named Joan. Do you know a Jumbo? A Jumbo? 
Jumbo. Mrs. Jumbo from Dumbo. Oh, that scene where she's got oh. Dumbo. In oh, her what a tearjerker! But no, that's not it. This is a jumbotron. <laughs> oh. There it is. Yeah, you're right. That's right behind me. And uh, wait, hold on. I'm getting a D. It's from Deanna. Uh, wait, a D? It's probably Drew. No, no. It's, no? It's from Deanna and it's... it's. I don't even know a Deanna. It's for Dan. You're look, terrible at this. Look, just work with me, okay? I'm the professional. <laughs> and it's for Dan and Corinne. And Deanna says, thank you both so much for letting me and my cat, Eddie, into your home and for all your support through this terrible year. Oh, man. She goes on, Corinne, I promise not to make you listen to the P episode. And Dan, I'm sorry for all the glasses Eddie broke. We're not making any promises, by the way. We're going to make him listen to this P episode. We're going to do it. (laughs) It continues. You're the best brother and sister-in-law on any planet in the universe. And I love you. See, now I'm going to have to compare these people to every single brother and sister in the universe and figure this out. See if that's true. And through Mormonism or Raelism, we will be able to search every planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We will report back if we find any better brothers or sisters-in-law. So we're on this. Exactly. Eddie's a good cat name. Here's hoping you kick that terrible year and the 2019's a lot better. Exactly. And that's the end of the transmission. Oh, so sad. It went cold. Oh. Well, back to Zachariah's transmissions then. When I did open my eyes, I noticed that Across the table from me, so behind you, there was a group of people like the two musicians, some of the people who worked at the venue. There was this young blonde woman, kind of wavy hair, and she was just really into this. She usually had her eyes closed and her head would sway, sway back side and forth. Like yeah. she's listening to music. And she just had these really knowing and strong reactions to everything going on. Mm. And I noticed after a while she would start chiming in and throw in like her perceptions Ah, this woman yeah yeah i thought what is that what's going on was she the tarot reader yeah i Ah, I didn't realize till the very end when they were thanking people they had a tarot reader who had been part of this event and we Mm -hmm. never got to interact with her i saw her and i didn't realize that's what she was doing there and then jack told me but apparently there was sort of a wait to see her oh okay so we wouldn't have gotten in anyway probably not okay so uh but yeah that was kind of annoying me too where it's just like don't steal my Zacharias thunder. He is the channeler here. I was thinking, yeah, she's got a lot of chutzpah just you know, being willing to throw in. Oh, I, I think her name is Sarah. This came later with a, like a young ghost or something. Right. It's like, oh, okay, who are you? Like, what am I going to do? Yell at, no, no, it's Henry. <laughs> right. I feel like we've seen this other places too where someone's whole shtick is that they have this connection to the beyond. So then if there are followers and stuff, buy into that and then are like okay i'm developing my own psychic abilities too i heard that too then it's like well wait a minute hold on mm-hmm. you're uh you're, you're reducing my value right yeah elder cunningham stop making things up right right <laughs> right yeah i'm always acutely interested in that how the different psychics mediums are interacting with each other yes. because you have this inherent conflict that sort of yeah whatever psychic b says Slight undercuts, undermines what Psychic Psychic A A is saying. Totally. Yeah. Well, we dealt with this a little on the Teal Swan episodes Mm -hmm. when she talks about Abraham Hicks. Right. So I'm always fascinated just to see how they refer to each other and their abilities. Mm -hmm. So, okay, now Zachariah says we're going to go a little deeper and then we're going to stop. So he called to the spirits of land, space, all timelines, and all phases. Phases, yeah. uh Uh-huh. I remember that. No matter what was here today, yesterday, 10 years ago, 100 years ago. 
And this was kind of lovely. He said, we're a lighthouse to the wandering and the lost. Present yourselves to us. It's huh. a nice visual. Yeah. Maybe that's what the electrons they were pumping into the air are. They're the lighthouse that attracts. See? I think of Wreck-It Ralph when we have the giant guests. beam that calls all of the bugs in Hero's Duty and then later in Sugar Rush. It's exactly like that. That's your favorite movie. It's my favorite film. Was that the first one? Yes. Wow. So right behind Zachariah appeared an apparition and it was somebody's, someone who had previously tried to reach their loved one. Mm. but had been kind of shot down. It was their loved one had reappeared and now was behind him. Oh, did he allow a repeat? Because I remember him shutting down somebody who was trying to ask a new question. I'm not, I don't think they asked a new question. I think he was just like, okay, there we go. He's here. Okay, moving on. And he did ask for questions from new people. So someone had a question for someone named Midge. Okay. And what the question was because it seems like he just said do you have anything to relay midge boy what we're really good at asking vague questions I know, right i don't think midge had a response but at this point there were only two people in line behind zachariah instead of 10 so eight of those ghosts had gotten what they needed okay well one was told to get the fuck out of here oh right good point so the other seven maybe we're just getting some of that two buck chuck <laughs> so at this point uh, maybe she was in the line but there was a child ghost that yeah. showed up. Yeah. And I think it was Linda that called it out because she saw a, sh- a short figure. Uh-huh. So Zachariah started asking her some questions. It could have also just been a modestly heighted person. That's true. Gary Coleman died not long ago. I bet he would be very annoyed if someone referred to him as a child ghost and then named mm-hmm. him Sarah. Exactly. But it turned out it was a child. I like how we're offended for this hypothetical ghost. <laughs> And someone said, is their name Sarah? And Zachariah said, oh, I just got goosebumps. Who's Sarah? And I think he was expecting this to be, you know, oh, my niece who died or something. And she said, no, I just got the name Sarah. And that was the tarot reader. Yeah. Just stealing his freaking thunder again. Well, he still got goosebumps, so. Yeah, I mean, now he can't take back those bumps. It's all good. It's like playing improv. You know, someone else is. Oh, yeah. Maybe as the psychic. Yes, and. Yeah, you have sort of a mental image of where you're going with this, and then someone throws out Sarah. Now you're dealing with Sarah. You're like, I guess I'm. You just got to run with it. Now, God damn it. I had this whole idea about how this (laughs) scene took place on Mars, but now I'm baking this fucking cake. Yeah, so he said, yeah, yeah, that's just what I'm hearing. Yeah, I think that's right. I'm sorry, I'm remembering The Office, one of the early episodes, Michael Scott is doing improv. and he- <laughs> A perfect activity for Michael Scott to be into. <laughs> and so he always ends every exercise by shooting <laughs> by everybody. a gun out, that's right. <laughs> Which is like something they actually talk about in improv. It's like, if you find yourself... In outer space or shooting a gun or doing something with a monkey, you've probably just gone to like, I'm going to do the craziest thing possible. And you've lost all the rationality of the scene. Anyway, uh, that's, a, that's my, a good show. My son and I are watching the whole show together. So it's a good show. Fresh in my mind. Well, it's a good show for about six seasons. The last couple are. We just started season four. So. Okay. You got a lot. It's good sailing. So then the woman next to you had a question for Billy. Oh, that's right. Uh, what did she ask him? It was something about like... Um, what have you learned? Oh, yeah, that was weird. What have you learned in the afterlife? And I guess that 
uncovers a good question about the afterlife. Mm -hmm. Do you continue to gain knowledge or are you just sort of a preserved head like in Futurama? But I don't think she said in the afterlife. I think she just said, what have you learned? And then Zachariah kind of filled in like... Oh, she wants to know about passing into the afterlife. You know, what have you gleaned from that? What mm. so, which is a fair interpretation, but I don't think she said it. And they they got some kind of strong response. A temperature flux. Oh, another temperature flux. Oh okay. my goodness, how amazing! But then he did get a message. Billy discovered that being dead is being very advanced. You can come and go as you please. If someone thinks of you, you're suddenly there. And then Billy also has been visiting this woman in the form of a bug. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's some sort of uh, like there's an insect that appears and you'll see it. it. I've never heard anyone try to put their loved one into an insect. I have Whitley Strieber. Really? Yeah, Whitley Strieber saw his wife as a white moth. Okay. Zachariah even suspected maybe a moth or something like yeah. that. Uh-huh. That could be Billy. And he, he was saying this and nothing was really registering nope. on the face of the woman next to you. So he's like, it's this bug. You've noticed it a lot in the past year. No recognition on her face. Or maybe you haven't noticed it. <laughs> but when you're by yourself and it comes out of nowhere, that is Billy. That's another thing you can do as a medium is just insert your own personal philosophy on the afterlife into yeah. the... Voice Have of everybody's loved ones. Hey, here's what happens in the afterlife. We learn this. We do this. We yep. play ping pong. Yep. Also, I was thinking she said Billy, but she didn't say male or female. And Billy can be a male or female name. Oh, right. But he went he with guessed male. correctly because I asked her later. And she said, oh, yeah, he's a man. Ah, good call. He was trying to wrap it up around this point. Yeah. He said, how's everyone feeling? Are we okay with closing? And I was like, I got to get my Toomey question in. My pup Toomey uh, had to pass into the great beyond in 2012. And so I said, can I I ask a question? He said, yeah. And I said, I want to ask my dog whether he was mad at me when he died because I had to euthanize him. And he said, what was your dog's name? And I said, Toomey. And he said, what? <laughs> yeah. To me. To me. Okay. And then he whistled. <laughs> to me. And he said, uh, I've had one animal come into the circle once. It was years ago. Uh, it was a dog who growled, but we'll try. And then guess what? To me came? He visited. Yeah. He came and sat in my lap. Normally he makes a lot of noise, but. <laughs> That's true. He'd be like, rah, 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 I don't like this at all. <laughs> scrape, scrape, scrape. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. <laughs> totally. If you go back to old episodes and you're just like, You'll hear to me. What are these sounds? Someone jumping up and down or something? That's just to be moving around, <laughs> being annoyed by the whole world. Anyway, so Toomey was sitting in my lap. Linda could see him on her heat sensing thing. Mm-hmm. And Zachariah said, you don't need to worry about that. He's got a very good feeling, a good presence. He's happy. You don't need to worry about this. And he said, thank you, Toomey. Oh, sweet. So the, the next time someone asks about an animal, he'll say, I've only had an animal come into the circle twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of my Toomey. Yeah. You know what he loved? The bed. Oh, okay. Oh, he loved the bed. I was overthinking this, but yeah, that's true. I remember Toomey being on the bed all the time. He loved the bed so much that sometimes when I went to go to the bed, he would bark at me ferociously because he wanted the bed all to himself. Oh, he was a confused pup. He, he was a special dude, but you know what else is special and involves beds? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. You spend a third of your life in your sheets, Ross. It's about time for a bedding upgrade. 
and with 30,000 plus five-star reviews, more than any other online betting company, Brooklinen is dedicated to bringing the experience of luxury hotel sheets to your home for less. I want the job of just every day searching and being like, yes, we are still the top online betting company going by number of five-star reviews. Yeah, watch out. Those other people are catching up. They've got 20,000. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we're way ahead of them. Yeah. Don't even worry about them. Brooklinen's on it. And, you know, by working directly with manufacturers and customers, Brooklinen is able to offer these low prices and an easier ordering process. They are dedicated to making sheets that don't just feel amazing, but look great, too. Mm-hmm. And you can mix and match over 20 colors and patterns. Maybe you'll learn to speak over 26 languages in them. <laughs> and that is the most important thing is, well, not that they look great, but that they feel great. And they really sure. do. These are comfortable sheets. But if looks are important to you... They look great. You too. got them too. You don't have to sacrifice on any of them. Exactly. It's like the perfect partner. It's like the Drew Spears of bed sheets. So Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer for our listeners. You get $20 off and free shipping when you use the promo code Ross and Carrie at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Wow. So the best way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use the promo code RossandCarrie at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code RossandCarrie. And back to the seance. So then we took a deep breath and we exhaled again. We're not breaking this chain. Do not break the chain. Right. It was concluding, but he wanted to make sure we didn't let go yet Mm because this was important. Bad things could happen if we broke the chain too early. And he was going to have us stand up, I think. Yeah, we did have to stand up at one point. And, uh, and still hold hands. Do not let go of the hands. Right. And so I think he started formally thanking all the spirits and telling them they could go on their way. Said something about like the dry places. The dry places. places. What does that mean? Return, Return to, to the, the dry places? places? Well, when he opened up, he said something about coming from the dark places. And that made sense to me. Sure. But the dry places. Hmm. You send them know. back to Palm Springs? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and he wanted all of them to depart peacefully. Yeah. So we stand up. He then went around. He wanted us to picture ourselves inside of a giant snow globe. Mm-hmm. And just cool imagine. visual. Yeah, and imagine all of this energy in the air sort of dissipating. And he went around us clapping. Yeah, clapping really likes staccato and loud. Yeah. And regularly. Yeah, like if you're banging chalk erasers, but you don't have chalk erasers. Mm, mm-hmm. And, and then, that, that dissolves the circle so that we can come back to the living plane. Right. And this time he started with the spirits of the north, and then he went around the west, the south. Thanking them. The east, and dismissing them. I liked when he got to the west, he said, and the bear. Goodbye to the bear. Uh-huh. Did he mention unicorns? I think he did. I don't <laughs> he remember. Was it about, the East? Or I could have been mishearing something else. But I heard I, that too, though. Okay. It's something about the eagle and also the unicorns, those uh, that are lost. Okay. Yeah. And, very strange. And he returned them all to the medicine. Uh, what, what's yeah, the medicine? The medicine. The medicine. Yeah, it just seemed very, or just, it, it stood out. It stood yeah. out to me. Uh huh. So we finally released our hands. And he said, boy, yeah, they definitely were shy in the beginning, but then there was a lot, right? Wow. And I'm thinking, well, most of it was you and Linda. Yeah. Just, you know, throwing confirmation back and forth and back and forth. Okay, okay. But how did the other people feel about it? Great, man. Yeah, one guy said, after he asked, does anyone have any questions? One guy said, hey, I just want to 
say thank you so much. Thank you so much. It felt like he wanted everyone to clap, but there was just silence. Oh. <laughs> and I think he was the guy who'd connected with his father. Oh. And Zachariah said, oh, yeah, well, your father was very strong tonight. Uh, then you asked, what is K2? Because they yeah. kept mentioning K2. And I said, it's the second highest mountain on the planet. Mm. That is not what I meant, Ross. That is not what I <laughs> no, meant. I didn't say that. Uh, I meant it was that little meter. Machine. Yeah, it was. We talked about it earlier. Someone was like, "I almost started crying." Well, but you didn't. All right, cool. Thank you for sharing. Oh yeah, he gave just these general benedictions and closing statements about things that we'll sense in the future, and he said, "Now maybe you'll all be a little more attuned when you're trying out." say a pendulum or fucking around with a Ouija board. Yeah, that's he said a direct at one point. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> other spiritual practices he named. Anyways, he was telling people, don't mess with things that you don't have any knowledge of, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, now you should be open to hearing things from those you love. And think about how you're living your life and you don't, know, notice the subtleties. You don't have to just go for the Right. Yeah. He was saying something like, you know, we're all a little bit psychic. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be like a, a professional like myself. And we're all energy. So mm-hmm. remember that. Uh someone asked him about his own path, like how he found out he had this ability. He said, Oh, no one really ever asked me about that. Well, I was uh, not even four years old. And there was, oh, like, yeah. he had some sort of breathing problem or growth or a something. Growth on his esophagus. Oh, that's scary. And it closed up his lungs, and he said he died. Said he died, yeah. yeah. And then after that, he was experiencing things, and he tried to ignore them. He was even a Christian for yeah. a while, crazy Christian. Yeah, those Be- are his words. Yes, quote, crazy Christian, unquote. Yeah, he said, it's been my whole life. My mom and I and my brothers, we all have these same dreams. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So I'm sure there's more good stories there. And then he said, the lesson of tonight is to cherish this life because you could be gone tomorrow. Hmm. So think about that. And I thought... So you thought about that. I did. And I thought, that seems like it's the opposite of the lesson here. Right. Because even if you're gone tomorrow, people can still contact you. Apparently, I could be back in a split second because you thought of me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Well, it's still a nice lesson. (laughs) And then we clapped for all the participants. Yeah, for Linda, Linda. the tarot reader, Zachariah, the musicians. We took a group photo. Good times. So, so th- yeah. That was our evening. Yeah, and we all left there maybe one fifteen in the morning. Oh, was it that late? Wow. Yeah, it was crazy late. So how did you feel? We both sort of made contact mm-hmm. with our dead loved ones. Well, I didn't. I got n- okay. nada. And I was ready with other questions to ask. Uh-huh. But after he shot that one guy down and said, hey, well, let's make sure everyone gets a chance. Right. Yeah, fair enough. I kept my other questions for loved ones. Well, how did you feel myself. then about having that question and not getting it answered? I can't say it affected me too much personally because I wasn't expecting to make a real connection mm-hmm. with the outside. Mm-hmm. It would have been really cool if I had something that was specific and made me question oh wow it seems like he knows something about jerry Mm -hmm. but we didn't get anywhere even close to that so yeah it wasn't sad for me if i had come in really expecting that maybe i would have been let down sure how about you i kind of felt two things like one was this sort of like oh this is this is really nice you know you have made a determination that this is what i need i need to sort of forgive myself and 
not worry about whether he was mad. And mm-hmm. that is a kind gesture to make sure a stranger doesn't feel regret. That's really sweet. And then the second part was like, hang on, you never knew my dog. You don't know anything about the situation. Mm-hmm. And you're sort of bolstering your own you know, personal brand or whatever with my grief. And I genuinely felt both of those things. And I think a little more of the former than the latter. But I think if this had happened three years ago when it was a little more fresh or five years ago, even more so, maybe I would feel more of that second thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, that makes sense. So, Ross, what would you give this on a pseudoscience scale? Or one is something not at all pseudoscientific, like, I don't know, evolution. Ten something very pseudoscientific, like your whole body's made of goat sperm. Well, I would say that this is all purely in the spiritual realm, but there was also all of these devices that were measuring things that are in the physical realm and making interesting claims about those things. So I would say that we get somewhere around a five. Okay, yeah, I was going to say four. Great. What would you give this then on a danger rating, where one is something not very dangerous and ten is something incredibly dangerous? Oh, uh, d- two. Two as well. I agree. It's okay, not very great. dangerous. Uh, what would you give this on a pocket trader value? Or what is something not at all pocket trading? Like, I don't know, you uh, you go uh, on Amazon on Black Friday and uh, you buy 10 Sharpies for $9. I did that. Whoa. Uh, and then 10 is something incredibly pocket trading. Like, you're poor Drew and you keep driving your car around. And in two months, you have like three different things happen to your car. And all of them cost many hundreds of dollars. And uh, you got to drive a car. Wow. Okay. I'm going to say a three. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think this registers it had a substantial ticket price, but I got a free chocolate bar out of it mm-hmm. and some good stories to tell. I don't know, but it, it registers. You're paying for this. It's not a free thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say a two. Fill in three. Okay. What would you give this on a creepiness scale? Where one is something eh, not very creepy, but 10 is something incredibly creepy that you will remember for all time and will haunt you. I mean, they're definitely trying to go for a 10 here, but I'm going to give it a... A six. Yeah, the, there was the ambiance. They were going for it for sure. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'll say seven. And what was your favorite moment? I'd say my favorite moment was probably some interaction with Linda. I'm going to say getting her homemade battery baton. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was I guess we're fun. done with this sped up talking bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was my favorite? Maybe the dry places. Oh, yeah. Assuming we heard that right. Yeah. Okay. Hot drinks. Oh, thumbs down. There were no hot drinks. No hot, hot drinks. The there, there were drinks. There were drinks. They were not hot. Correct. So I have to give it a thumbs down. Sorry. That's just the rules. That's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash onrack O-N-R-A-C. Ian Kramer is our administrative manager. This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa. Micro machines are available at all local toy stores. That was very lame. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. Please do that. You can also leave us a positive review at iTunes. And remember. So I did ask Zachariah afterward what the medicine means. How did did you ask him? I did it via his Instagram. Okay. And he said it was the spider medicine. Which doesn't really help me. No. And then he said Cherokee directions. So I assume that's for the spirits to the east and south maybe i took that to mean like the cherokee interpretation of spider medicine because that is a thing oh it is so yeah i looked it up it just seems like that's sort of the lore surrounding what spiders represent in your life Hmm. is called spider medicine but it's not like it's something you imbibe or you know, take a pill of or anything like that. So nothing particularly relevant to a seance, just his own personal flavor? I think, but I mean, I'm not sure. I couldn't really 
find much about spider medicine. But there you have it. Okay, now we understand the medicine. Welcome back to WKEP at night. Up next, looks like we've got a PSA from local forest ranger, Duck Newton. Do I start now or? Yeah, I lean in, Duck. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay, I, I wanted to address the unfortunate situation that, okay, listen, two people, good people that I and a lot of y'all have known our whole lives are dead, torn to shreds. A by, savage, uh, bloodthirsty beast that defies human comprehension. If you'd like to know more, stop by the Cryptonomica, Kepler's premier museum of the macabre. Just off yeah, highway. Come, come on. We just wanted to warn y'all to, to beg you. If you see one of those things out in the forest, don't fight. Don't scream. Run. Run as far as you can. Doc, it's almost midnight. Listen, folks. If you see anything, please go to thelamplighter.org and let us know. And get behind a locked door tonight. Anything else we need to They're leaving. Okay, well, that's thelamplighter.org, and stay safe out there, Kepler. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.